Hubhopper Originals. To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com. This episode is sponsored by Blue Microphones. Head on to community.hubhopper.com to check out their amazing range of products. The Blue Microphone consists of the Blue Voice technology, which produces clear broadcast quality sound for podcasting and is compatible with both Mac and Windows. The Blue Microphone range is highly recommended for all podcasters. This episode is brought to you by Wishmaker, India's fastest growing online casino. Sign up on wishmaker.com slash podcast and start playing today. Hello and welcome back to Heart of My Speed. This is Mansha Kaur and you're listening to me on Hub Hopper. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode on girl friendships, therapy and relationships. This week, we have a very special guest, Mahek Sagar of Wed Me Good. While she needs no introduction, here's a little bit about her. Mahek is an economist turned beauty blogger, turned entrepreneur, and a new mother to baby N, who is adorable by the way. After a four-year stint at American Express, she and her husband co-founded one of the largest wedding platforms in the country, and one of the first where they have actually managed to change the way weddings are planned in India. Quite the feat, don't you think? In this episode, we will be talking about the guilt that's still attached to being a career woman and a mother. How Mahek juggles both of these roles, the challenges, the wins and the hacks. Her advice to female founders and women wanting to excel in whichever field they're in. And lastly, we sum up with her advice to couples who are in limbo and are stranded due to the pandemic. And here's Mahek. Hello. Hi. So how's the lockdown been for you so far? I think it's been like the same for almost everyone. I think initially we kind of welcomed it. The change was good. We were getting to spend a lot of time with TV, Nirvan yeah. and uh, all of that and then I think slowly that gave way to a little bit of frustration I think now we're kind of used to it so that phase we're like okay now we're used to have you been managing on your own or have you had help through this so we have a nanny thankfully so she manages helps out a fair bit but we don't have other full-time help in terms of a cook and a cleaner and things like that so yeah it's been a little bit stressful getting everything done gets you know difficult and do you think we're sort of heading towards normalcy with the as Modi put it lockdown 4.0 I don't think so I think we can't all go back to completely normal you know I think the fear of it will start coming down a little bit because you know people realize that we can't live like this forever like you can't be cooped up in your house forever you'll go crazy so you have to live and uh, you have to figure out a way of dealing with it. So you practice all your social distancing measures and put on your masks and you go about life the way life will go. But I think it will be like a new kind of normalcy. Uh, once things get better, we see cases reducing, we see a vaccine, we see even a drug that's effective. People will want to go back to their normal lives. It's not normal to not meet people and it's not not interact with people so um, I think we'll see like a big boom on that in 2021. 
Yeah, yeah. But you think it's going to last till 2021, this sort of restrictive state of living? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely think that it's going to last till then. You know, if we look at where we are right now, it's May and people are saying that we've still not reached the peak cases, right? Yeah. Like I think in yeah. July, there's a big thing that we'll reach peak cases, which means they'll then start tapering off maybe towards August, September, October. But even tapering off would mean that they're not going to come down to like a five or a 10 or a zero. It's going to be still in the hundreds or thousands. So yeah. uh, people are still going to be cautious. That's true. So, skipping to a slightly more positive note, you became a mother (laughs) close to two years ago. So, how has that journey been for you? It's been amazing. I think, you know, you change somehow as a person when you become a mom. Like, it's a very cliched sort of a thing to say. Yeah. But it actually does help put your life into perspective in the sense that Especially when you're in a startup, you're kind of always running. You don't want to get ahead of the curve and everything is urgent and everything has to be done and there are limited resources. You always feel like you're just, you know, like running. Your life is just running. And then motherhood is like this, this phase wherein you can't run. Like you physically cannot be at, you know, 10 places at one time. And there's a different priority that comes in at that point of time. So it kind of teaches you to relax a little bit and it teaches you to value other things in life. So in that sense, it's been amazing. Obviously, it's also been a struggle because uh, having like a young baby and having a startup is like a struggle in itself. But every day is a different day. So there are like amazing highs and um, like bad lows. But overall, it's been amazing, honestly. So uh, what have been your bigger challenges as far as, you know, motherhood and running your own startup? How have you juggled these different roles? And because both are so taxing and all consuming. So how have you done that? I think honestly, especially right now on Instagram, on social media, there are a lot of these moms who seem like they have it all together and they're doing like 10,000 things. And I don't know if I come across like that or not, but but it's not true. I think everyone has those moments every day where you're like, oh my God, I'm failing as an entrepreneur or oh my God, I'm failing as a mom or oh my God, I'm failing as a wife or whatever it is, because there is only so much of you that you can give to each aspect of your life. But at the day, as long as you're doing your best and you're happy, I've realized that's all that matters. You know, your kid is happy and healthy. That's all that matters. You're doing the best you can at work. That's all that matters. You don't need to obsess over, oh, my child hasn't met this milestone or, you know, I did not do ABC thing faster than someone else did. I think we need to kind of cut ourselves a little bit of slack and know that we are human. So there are going to be days when you're going to get everything done and feel super productive. And then there are going to be days when you're just going to be like, wow, I got absolutely nothing done and that's okay. So we shouldn't shy away from saying that, you know, you're not a perfect mom or a perfect entrepreneur or a perfect woman because it is physically impossible to be perfect in all of those three or different arenas. So just try your best. And you know, every day is different. There's going to be some days where you're going to be like work, 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 work. And there are going to be some days where you need to give so much attention to your kids. So like every day is going to be different, but you'll figure it out and you'll find a happy balance that kind of works for you. Social media, so does that further pressurize you or does it to some degree 
also create a sense of community so you feel as though on your bad days there's this community that you can express whatever has been going on to or do you feel that it actually adds more pressure i think social media is kind of like how you use it you know there are ways in which you can feel pressurized I mean like when I delivered my baby there was this really really popular international blogger the blonde salad who also delivered her baby oh and i think like 4 5 months after delivering she was doing a lingerie shoot or something and she was looking like she had lost all the baby weight and she was just back to how she was and you know i saw that and i felt like oh my god because 4 months or 5 months after my delivery i was nowhere near how i used to feel before at that moment and that was the first time i felt like oh my god you know do people actually get back to their normal self so quickly and is is there something wrong with me or whatever but at the same time for me i think at least my followers and my community i'm very comfortable sharing stuff with them and it's been a huge source of help for me i know people sometimes say oh your posts are helpful but for me i actually feel like my followers are very helpful because a lot of them are moms a lot of them are people my age so it does build that sense of community and you feel like you know you're not alone so even if i was feeling like that yeah there were like maybe thousand other people feeling like that or maybe there was someone else looking at me and feeling like that right so i think all of us go through that and all of us are in this together and i think with motherhood it's like the one kind of bonding factor because all of you go through those crazier emotions and hormones and that whole process together i feel like i've made so many more friends during the whole motherhood period than i have before wow and i'm sure time management is a big part of being able to manage these different roles that you have now so are there any creative ways in which you manage time yeah i think i realized kind of early on that i have to change how i work because you really can't do as much with a regular way of working once you have a kid because you want to go home at a particular time and spend time with them as well so one thing is definitely wake up early like for us we used to wake up at about 8:30 go to office yeah. because it's up so it's pretty chill but now i'm up between 6:30 to 7 because that one hour in the morning that i get to spend with nirvan is very precious to me because that's the time you know before office where there's no distractions and i can play with him all the time so even if i'm getting late at work that's fine you know i had that one hour in the morning apart from that planning your day one day before is really important because otherwise especially when you're a founder and when you reach office there always going to be 20 people who need things from you and they'll have questions right and your day ends up being very reactive instead of being proactive so you just start reacting to people asking you things versus achieving what you need to get done so i make sure a day before i have at least two to three things that i know i need to get done the next day which are proactive things apart from that so i have a rule wherein you know there there's a particular time where i leave office so earlier there was no set time like if it took time i would be in office at 7:30 or 8 or whatever yeah. but now it doesn't matter if work is done or not done i will leave office at 6 o'clock because i need to be home and spend time with my baby as well and the only way to do that and to get work done is that i you know push all my meetings and things which require other people to to the first half of the day so that anything that's kind of pending on me which i can do alone happens you know at night after he sleeps so i can okay. pick that up after 8 o'clock once he's sleeping or once i'm home but in the 
first half of the day i'll push all my meetings and things like that and also even with emails people hate me because i don't always reply to emails on time <laughs> but you know the reason for that really is because if if you go to office and the first thing you start doing is just of course you take a look at your mails and you know you reply to the ones on priority but if you start responding to each and every single mail that's 2 hours of my time just you know gone in reacting to things that could have been done later on when i could be actually looking at building new things with my team and in that space so i yeah. move emails at the end of the day it doesn't take up that much time in office with whatsapp as well it's so much easier to just work with your team you know when you're coming back in your car when you're going to office just be uh, communicating with them there so it's easy like that as well you know that's super helpful for anyone listening in you actually explained it really well so the next thing that i wanted to talk about was that there's a lot of guilt right when it comes to being a career woman as they call it once you become a mother so whether it's like societal guilt or internal guilt so do you feel that way and if you do then how do you deal with it i think everybody feels that way because like and it's just impossible to be like the perfect 10 on 10 mom and 10 on 10 entrepreneur at the same time yeah uh, at the same time i just i think i read somewhere else, like as long as your baby is happy alive and you know <laughs> just uh, meeting milestones that's fine like you don't need to overthink everything so yeah i have realized personally that if i'm not happy and if i'm not in a good frame of mind then i cannot be a good mom and i cannot be a good entrepreneur so i i realize that i need some time for me even if that makes me feel a little bit guilty because otherwise i'm super stressed out and that stress comes out either on you know the way i'm working or on you know nirvan and i wouldn't want that so for me to be successful at both of these things i need to you know have time for myself as well and during this time that you have for yourself do you do something specific are there any like self care rituals or is it just time when you sort of switch off and do whatever the hell you feel like doing in the moment it's a bit of both sometimes oh, i'll want to read a book and i'll get a book and i'll ensure that that month i'm like on a reading spree and i'll read sometimes it's just like i used to do zumba a lot so i'll mm. go out for my class or like do a workout at home sometimes it's something like as simple as being doing like a very elaborate 20 minute skin care routine at night because you just want to not think and unwind and sometimes it's just like a glass of wine having watching netflix so it's different things but it's just things that where people don't require anything from you it's just you doing things for yourself to feel better and it doesn't even have to be long it could just be like 30 minutes but those 30 minutes make such a difference at least to me they make such a difference that not something i would want to give up on and you manage to take out this time every single day or is it like a mm. weekly thing so how does that um now with the lockdown i do manage to take out time because there's not that much travel and things like that earlier we are working it's it's a little harder but i do i i try to ensure that i get that half an hour you know every single day because okay. both like an and my husband are people who need that unwind time so we kind of prioritize that are you a believer in good luck wishmaker presents you with more than 1000 casino games from blackjack to monopoly and roulette play live with a dealer 
or at your own pace. Did I mention how safe it is? With an MGA license, Wishmaker assures you the safest money transactions and tax-free win. What's more, the first thousand entries to www.wishmaker.in slash podcast receive 10 wish spins on a new slot called That's Rich, a luxury theme slot from one of the best game providers. Sign up at the earliest to make it to the top 1,000. Experience the glitz, glamour and thrill of a casino from the comfort of your home. Hmm. So you work with your husband and what is it like, uh, you know, having your husband be your co-founder? Do you recommend it? No, I absolutely do not recommend it. <laughs> I think at least I don't know anyone who would want to get into a startup wanting to start a startup with their husband. I think for us it happened because we realized that you know, both of us have very different skill sets and we can't do this without the other person's skill set. So I'm the creative person. I'm the person who can handle the content marketing, why users, but I'm like, I'm not a business person. I wouldn't know how to make money at all versus he is a natural business person. He's a sales guy. He knows how to make money. So it was a very, very natural sort of a thing that happened, but it's very hard. And I think if there are legitimate reasons for you to work with your husband, go ahead and do it because there are advantages. Like there is nothing like the kind of trust that two co-founders would have. And yeah. secondly, like you'll be talking shop the entire time. So your startup is likely to do well. Um, yeah. On the flip side, it's a big adjustment. And I think for the first year, it took us like a whole year to adjust because you're not used to seeing your husband in a work scenario and you're kind of yeah. always telling other's toes initially but you find a, a happy medium after a certain point of time like now we know what the other is responsible for so if there is something that is under my purview and I have to look at then yeah. and if we can argue about things we can have differences of opinion but ultimately what I say or what I feel will probably go forward because that's what I look at Right, but it's, if it's something revenue related, which something he's more suited to look at, I can give my opinions and we can, you know, push and argue. But he will look at that, and we are okay with that. So now it's fine. In fact, in office, a lot of the times we don't even meet each other except for lunch because uh, he ha- he sits in a separate cabin and I'm separate. So our days are not very kind of intermingled. So boundaries are important then. Yeah, boundaries are really important. Roles are really important. And just a way of respecting the other person as a co-worker is really important. Hmm. Uh, it's very natural to kind of blur the two lines, but you have to separate the two at some point of time and realize that if something was said to you in a meeting or somebody did not agree to you in a meeting, that is because they are, a, you know, like react to them the way you would react to any other co-worker. Don't react to them the way you would react to your husband. So that's hmm. important to make that distinction in your head and that's hard at first but ultimately it does happen okay the next thing that I wanted to ask you was what is your advice to women who are starting on their entrepreneurial journey or even just women who want to really excel in their field Hmm. Uh, so one I think women tend to overthink a lot of things Hmm. and a lot of times you know, when we are overthinking and planning and things like that, it's kind of holding us back from taking that leap of faith. My first piece of advice would be to just take that leap of faith. Like 
yes plan yes have some sort of a structure in your head of what you want to do but don't over complicate things with too many notions that go on in your head because i think that's one thing i've seen as a difference between men and women um men seem to be a bit more impulsive when it comes to just starting up or doing yeah. something new <laughs> you kind of keep having you know these thoughts in their head and sometimes you just need to take the plunge and by taking the plunge i don't mean that you need to quit your job and start something new i mean you can start something new while you're at your job but you need to take that first step make a first step in that direction so given a natural multitasker so you can actually have your job and do it too that's one and the second thing i don't know if it's relevant for women specifically but in general like I, one thing that i always look at is someone once said that getting 100 people to absolutely love you is better than getting 1000 people to just like you and i think that's very true for your business as well so anything you do get certain loyalists to absolutely love you it's okay if there are very few people initially but those people are going to be your evangelists and they're going to spread your word versus you can have 1000 people who are you know just about they like you and you're an okay product to them they're not going to go and tell thousand other people about you try and just delight your customer or even if there are like very very few customers focus initially not on those numbers but delighting your customers and then your numbers will grow naturally that's really good advice that's something i'm going to keep in mind <laughs> for you how do you define work life balance or is it just if you're doing something of your own does it just become life balance hmm no it's still work life balance honestly you know you can have your own startup but ultimately it is work like you can enjoy working but you you want to spend time with your family and relax as well i've always i don't know valued work life balance maybe it's because before my startup i worked in american express and that's a company that's you know very very into work life balance they will ensure they never call you on a weekend and that you don't have to spend more than x hours in office and things like that so i come from that culture i just think that people need to recharge to work properly i'm all for it i think the way you should approach your work should be on the basis of getting a b c d e f g h things done and there are some days where you will get those things done in 3 hours and some days you'll get those things done in 10 hours and that's okay i mean there is no hard and fast rule that you have to spend 8 hours or 9 hours every day in office i think your work is supposed to be about what you achieve versus how much time you're spending in office so is there any advice that you have for new mothers or moms who are just about to have their kids i would say the one thing that helped me was that uh, you know someone told me when i was pregnant and when i was pregnant i had to be on bed rest for like 2 3 months so i naturally had to do this but someone told me that before you deliver just delegate everything and at that point of time i i said why like i'm sure i'll be home but i'll be available on call and i'm sure i can pick up things etc etc yeah. but that is on a piece of advice i would give every working mom at least that if you can and if you're leading a team then if you are going to have a baby delegate everything and make your team self sustainable because those few months that you have number 1 you're going to have very little time and number 2 you don't want to be spending any time that you have on you know work that could be picked up by somebody else where you could use that time to rest because you're going to be tired or you could use that time to just spend time with your husband or spend time with your family because it's it's a big thing and work can wait at that point of time so make your team empowered 
from a work perspective to just be able to handle everything on their own that's one and the second piece of advice as a mom i would just say don't try to be perfect like i think our mothers and our grandmothers had a much more uncomplicated way of child raising like they mm-hmm. didn't need to get into the best preschool and they didn't even know whether at 5 months your kid is supposed to do abc thing and they didn't worry about whether bananas or peas are like the best first food it doesn't matter like those are just details that kind of inconsequential details in life and at that point of time this seems really important because you're talking to 10 other moms and they're all discussing what should your baby's first food be or if your baby's taken their first step but like think about you know think about like 5 years later like will they even care about what all of these things were so like i said in the beginning as long as your baby is alive happy and uh, you know doing well just be just be relaxed and not overthink everything Okay perfect so we'll end this on a topical note you guys are in the wedding business and i want to ask you what your advice to couples who've just been left in limbo due to this pandemic so what's your advice to them my advice would be to postpone if they could especially if they want a wedding where they can invite you know a lot of people i know currently weddings are allowed with 50 people yeah uh, but the 50 is honestly one side's family in a lot of cases yeah so if you want to spend time with your friends and family then postpone to next year you don't want to take a risk however if you want to continue with it right now you can even have like a small ceremony at home which is really intimate which is family present and you can always uh, your celebrations to next year in the form of a big party so there are ways of getting around it you could have a separate crowd of 50 called you know on separate days but you know most people i've spoken to want to have at least people who are special to them present you know during their wedding so yeah. i would say postpone if you can postpone to maybe early next year or like march next year might be a safe bet yeah that would be my advice okay perfect so thank you so much for wearing your heart on your sleeve with us and sharing uh, your experience whether it comes to motherhood or being a female founder with such candor this was a lot of fun and i love how quick and nippy it was <laughs> <laughs> thanks mancha this was fun for me as well with that we come to the end of this episode i really hope that it was an eye opening and relatable conversation for you i know i learned a lot you can follow mahek on instagram where she shares a lot of tips and information regarding motherhood, baby care, skin care and so much more. Her handle is at the rate peaches and blush. That's P E A C H E S N B L U S H. To stay tuned to all the future behind the scenes footage, guests and more inspiring personal growth content, you can now follow the Heart in My Sleeve handle on Instagram. That's at the rate heart on my sleeve official. Let me know what topics you want covered in the future, and if you want any particular guest on the show. Like I mentioned in the episode last week, my website is now live, and it has tons of content around personal growth. So blog posts, poetry, vegan recipes, and other healthy recipes, and so much more. So make sure to check that out. manchakor.com or heartofmysleep.in you can go to either one and lead you to the same website 
The last thing that I want to let you know today is that from this week onwards, there will be a new episode up on every Sunday at 1 p.m. So make sure to click on the subscribe button or bell icon so that you don't miss any episodes. Next week we have Malini Agarwal of Miss Malini on the show, and I'm super excited to share our conversation with you. It's predominantly around mental health and social media, and so many more things. So see you on Sunday. Make sure to stay safe and take care till then. Bye. इस हब हॉपर ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट